Hello, and welcome to the Victory Podcast. I'm your host, Monique Watson. On this episode, I check in with Tremaine Lewis of Charlie's Career Foundation. We talk a bit about Charlie, about Tremaine, and about what the foundation has been doing lately. Let's listen in. So welcome to the Victory Podcast. I'm your host, Monique Watson, and I have the wonderful pleasure to have back again on the show. I feel like we can officially call you friend of the pod, Um, (laughs) Miss Tremaine Lee Lewis. How are you doing, Tremaine? Hello, friend. It is wonderful to be here. (laughs) I'm doing wonderful. (laughs) That's great. That's great. So maybe just before we get into kind of the body of today's interview, you can give the folks a little heads up about um, yourself and kind of how we know each other. Just a quick, you know, 30,000 foot view. I will link Tremaine's previous episodes in the in the show notes. So if you want to take a pause, listen, come back so you can be caught up on sort of the previous episodes where we had Tremaine. So, yes, we met. Was it early 2020? At, on a radio show with Oliver Thomas? I want to say yes. It definitely was in a COVID world. Yes, I, I believe. Think. Were, were we doing masks then? I, you know what? No, it was I don't 2019. Think so. Because I was preparing for my um, benefit, my Christmas benefit concert. So it was, it had to have been at the end of 2019, because the benefit concert was in December. That's it. So it was was, before. It was a pre-COVID life. (laughs) And we are still here changing with the world, right? Um, So happy that we are still connected. Um, And I look forward to updating you guys on what's going on with Charlie. Absolutely. Absolutely. So yes, Tremaine is joining us. She is the president and CEO of Charlie's Cure Foundation. Um, so again, I'll link in the show notes. I don't want to get down in the weeds because we've talked at this ad nauseum in the two episodes. So if you're listening to this for the first time, you're like, who's Tremaine? What's Charlie's Cure Foundation? Look in the show notes, pause this tape, go there, listen to those episodes, come back and welcome back. And yeah. Yeah, so we want to check in with you, Tremaine, the individual, you, Tremaine, the mom of Charlie, you, Tremaine, the CEO and president of uh, Charlie's Cure Foundation, sort of what all those aspects, how you're doing as an individual, how Charlie's doing and your whole crew is doing, um, in whatever order feels most natural to you to sort of the rundown, because I think we last spoke, um, it was around end of October, November timeframe of 2020. And here we are in October of 2021. So almost just about a year, just shy of a year ago, I believe. And at that time, uh, Charlie had had her big spinal surgery that from the first episode we were praying for and, you know, getting you mentally there to be super mom that you are to support her through that. And then the world decided to shut down and COVID as we all have been living through for almost two years now. Um, And then I think she had the surgery and she had um, had some hip issues and realizing that and discovering that and having to advocate for her care. So, yeah. So 
catch us up, post that to, to the future. All right. So um, after Charlie's uh, major spinal surgery, I really felt like them straightening her spine forced everything else to kind of get out of whack. It pushed her hips out of socket. This is just my theory because things were perfectly fine prior to the procedure. Um, So one hip came out of the socket. They fixed that hip and it threw the other hip off. So we had to go back twice for an osteotomy after the spinal surgery. Um, And it was a nightmare. It was a nightmare because Charlie was in excruciating pain. She could not verbally tell me what was wrong, which we knew it was due to the surgery, but she couldn't verbalize that. So that played on my mental state because just not being able to have a conversation with your child about how she's doing and what's going on or what can I do to make it better? It really, really sucked. And I just really had to lean on my strengths and um, really stay in a healthy frame of mind because it was many times I almost lost it, many restless nights, um, many nights not not, um, really getting to sleep fully because I was constantly worried about her, checking on her. But God is so good because we're at a point now where I can pick her up without her crying. And, you know, the recovery process has been, it's been a lot. And even through the recovery process, other things were happening. Um, And I do understand, you know, I have a foundation that promotes self-care and just my day-to-day activity reminds me so much of why we have to promote self-care because going through what I went through with Charlie and what we're still going through, it you, you get into a place where you're not even thinking, the wheels are just turning. You're not thinking about yourself. You're thinking about someone else. You're not thinking about rest. You're thinking about someone else getting rest. You're not thinking about the pain that your body is going through because you're thinking about the pain that your little person's body is going through. So I neglected myself so much after her procedures because so many things were happening. It was almost like one thing after the other. Um, I felt like it just didn't even, you know, pop up in my mind to deal with me and my body. Like if you do not take the time to rest your body, your body will take it for you. And I remember developing in early February, um, Bell's palsy, which is a disease, not a disease, a disorder, a temporary disorder where it almost looks like you had a stroke. Like Mm. I literally, my face shifted to the left side. Like I was talking out of the left side of my mouth. I couldn't taste my food. I couldn't, I could barely open my mouth. Like my husband had to literally take off from work, like 
because you know if mama shut down the whole house shut down. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I could not move and for the and even when I started feeling the symptoms I was still ignoring it until my husband looked at me and he said you look like you had a stroke you need to go to the emergency room and I was like oh I'll go tomorrow like just still not It was just, oh my God, I was being so hard-headed. I was being so hard-headed. I spoke with a friend of mine who's a nurse practitioner and she begged me to go to the emergency room because she was like, there are things that they can find out right now that if you wait until tomorrow, they'll have to send you off for. So she was like, go right now. So I was just like, okay, fine. So I went um, and of course they diagnosed me with Bell's palsy and put me on all of these meds to kind of, you know, help my nerves to get back to normal. And I began to pull on my health circle, um, pull on my people who, you know, my son, he's a teenager. I began to give him more responsibility. And part of me, I've never wanted um, my kids to feel like, to feel burdened by Charlie, because I'm like, this is not their child. This is my child. This is their sister. I want them to be siblings to her, but I don't want them to be her parents. Right. So they had to step it up. They got speeches from my parents. Um, just letting them know, Hey, this is what your mom is dealing with. They got speeches from my husband, just letting them know we have to pull together. And I learned to not be so fearful of relying on the people that I live with. Not to not act like it's a bad thing. It's not a bad thing to have your son set up her milk so that she can get fed through her tube. You know, if he knows how to do that, that is awesome. But I didn't want him to know for a minute because I just didn't want him to be responsible for that. I didn't want that to be a part of his childhood. But I'm learning that it's okay. It may want him to go into the medical field. I'm learning that it's okay for our seven-year-old to um, be with me when I'm changing her diaper because she can, she was truly helpful. You know, she doesn't take on that on her own, but just to know what to do, just to know how to apply certain medicines, you know, you know, it's okay for them to know. So I learned another part of self-care is to rely on the little people because they can contribute in some way, shape or form. Now, I'm not going to leave them with her, you know, full, full term, but there are some things that they can do. And honestly, those little bitty things is big. It's so big for me. Cause if I'm, if I'm resting and it's time for Charlie to eat, um, or if I'm maybe preparing dinner and it's time for her to get her, her milk, I can tell my 14 year old son, Hey, go set up her feeds. That is a huge help. It doesn't take long. He's a fast learner. You know, I've watched him do it. I've come behind him to make sure that he did it right. Um, But he knows how to do it. And they're not afraid. That's the part that was really gripping at me, was thinking that my kids were going to be afraid to handle her. And to them, like, my, this is like no big deal. And I was worried about that. I was worried that my children would be afraid to do that. So I'm just so thankful that they're not afraid because, um, you know, we have to pull on the little people. 
but um so let's see that was february um in may mother's day to be exact slash my birthday uh let me back up let me back up that was february in april um i was changing charlie's diaper and her femur broke just from me bending her leg a certain way she Mm. has been written for so long that um her bones begin to get frail and fragile Mm. she hasn't been there haven't been any weight bearing on her legs for over a year at that point for so long that her bones were just literally just so getting soft so a simple diaper change and I heard it it was such a screechy sound I didn't even I didn't know that's what it was at the time but she cried so loud and the it pierced through my soul like it broke me because I knew something is wrong and the next day you know I went to check her leg and it was swollen. It was so big. So we called the doctor and we got x-rays done. And when he said her femur is broke, I nearly collapsed because I'm like, no, she has been through so much. And now we have to deal with a broken leg. Are you serious? And I just, I just had to really, I needed a minute to just gather myself because it was so heartbreaking. And then the guilt started to rush in because it was me who did it. Like I kept, I, I, and I kept telling myself, you were really delicate. You weren't rough with her. You know, I was already delicate because I knew she had hip surgery. So I'm just trying to change her, you know, quickly, but softly so that we could be done with, but she was, her legs like she has cerebral palsy so sometimes her muscles will tighten up and you she'll close her legs like scissors there's no way I could change her diaper like that Mm -hmm. so I'm trying to open her legs and her bone just snapped so it it snapped I snapped when we got Mm -hmm. the x-rays I snapped a little bit more like it was just it was such a miserable time it was such a miserable time. So they were able to get her leg. Um, the process started. They had to put some pins in her legs, put a cast on. So now she's in a cast. So now my baby's recovering from a spinal surgery, two hip surgeries. They had to go back in her spine to, to uh, remove a screw. So she has all this, re- her body has just been hit with all of these procedures. And now her leg is broke. Recovering from that to add more trauma, Mother's Day, the cast begin, and this is when I noticed it, but the cast begin to tear into her thigh, her upper thigh. Mm. And I just saw blood on the bed. And I'm like, where is this blood coming from? Because it was right where the cast was. I'm like, gee, it can't go through the cast. You know, I couldn't see it. And when I looked, when I turned her over and I looked in the cast, and I don't know why I looked in it. Something just said, look in the cast. There was this huge gash. It was, it was so painful. 
And she was just whining because I didn't understand why she was so whiny. I thought it was because she was in pain from the procedure and she was just miserable. So I'm trying to make her comfortable from the previous previous surgeries. I'm just trying to make her comfortable from that to learn that she is in more pain because the cast is ripping through her skin. So she had been in the cast for almost a month. Thankfully, it was time to come off anyway. But we called um, All Mother's Day slash my birthday. The ambulance came and got her that day because I didn't want to move her. I just, I didn't want to do any more tearing. I didn't want to move her. They came and got her. And, um, you know, we went to the hospital. They took the cast off. They treated the wound. I thought she was going to need stitches or something. But thankfully, they said um, it's just something that they can it can heal on its own. So that was in May. And she has been doing pretty good since then. Um, in June... <laughs> I, um, I was, I had an allergic reaction to, um, an antibiotic, amoxicillin, because I was on, I had some sinus issues taking place and they put me on some antibiotics and my body, I had whelps covering me from my neck all the way to my feet. Just, I look like Freddy Krueger. Like it was... It was so bad, like, and it was, I was so miserable, but um, it's just been one thing after the other. We are in October. <laughs> Since June, we haven't had any, <laughs> any issues. Thank you, Lord. It has just been. Knocking on wood, all the things. And thank you, it Jesus. has been recovery, recovery, recovery. And so I'm so thankful that she's gotten to a place where her leg from the wound, it doesn't bother her. I can pick her up now without her making a peep, without her crying, without her feeling pain. Like, and I know sometimes, you know, she does, you know, feel pain, but it's not as bad as it was because we're the further we get away from those surgeries, the more she has to heal. Um, so we have been really healing you know however we do have one more procedure coming up they have to take the screws out of her hip and that is supposed to be at the end of this month or the beginning of next month um it's gonna make her feel sore I believe but I feel like she's gonna recover in a few weeks and we can get back on this journey of just total healing total healing I've been bringing her to therapy We've been um, trying to get those legs stronger, trying to get her to a place where she can stand on her legs. She got fitted for some AFOs, AFOs are braces that support your leg. So when it's time for you to stand up, you have some support. So she got fitted for those. And I, I can't wait. She um, actually, we go to pick them up this week. So I'm happy to get those on her to get her. Um, are standing on her legs a little bit more. Yeah, I'm just a little sad that we're going to have to put a pause in working on those legs, getting those legs built back up to getting some strength in them. 
Um, but I'm grateful that that time will pass because I mean, I look up now and all that other time has, has, is gone. We're not still, um, just in the bed at home being bedridden. Charlie is going to school. She is amongst her peers and some other friends. She is. She having fun at school? She is. She's having so much fun. I'm going to have to send you a picture of her and one of her friends um, just laughing. Big, big laughter. I was so happy her teacher sent it to me. It really made my day. Um, But when she is not at school, she's in therapy. Um, She is at doctor's appointments. (laughs) Um, She has a lot of those. But she is she is a busy little girl <laughs> who keeps me busy. But um, she has a beautiful spirit through all of this. She really has been a beacon of light. Um, I mean, all that she goes through, I don't even think she realizes what she can't do. She just knows when she is amongst laughter and peace and joy it's like she can tell you can tell when that she's truly a happy child um and so I'm just thankful I'm thankful um that she understands that she is loved you know Mm. so really thankful for that and how's mama doing Tremaine I am talking about the Bell's palsy, but how are you now that things are sounds like it's sort of reaching a settling place after a lot of up, down, sideways, flip it, pop it, twerk it, stop it, all of that. I'm pushing, I'm pushing and I'm looking for new ways to push. Um, I'm still connecting with other mothers who are pushing as well. We push each other. If I didn't have someone to relate to, I think I would lose my mind. But thankfully, you know, there are people who have been where I am. There are people who are where I am. There are people who have not yet been where I am. And I can like kind of give them a heads up and help them. To help and to be helped is an amazing thing. But you got to push. You got to push. And even if you don't have the push in you, you got to surround yourself with people who will push you and push for you. Because there was a time I didn't have a push. I didn't. And there, but there was someone who pushed me. And I am so grateful for that because you know, it allowed me to kind of step into who I am and what I'm supposed to be doing, you know, what my purpose is. So um, I'm still learning a lot. I'm still very challenged from an emotional standpoint, from a spiritual standpoint, um, from a physical standpoint, um, from a psychological standpoint. I'm challenged, but I'm fighting. I'm fighting for my peace of mind. I'm fighting for my balance. 
Um, I'm fighting to navigate my emotions and to not let them get the best of me. Um, I'm fighting in my faith. Um, I'm fighting to, and I, I ask God all the time, like, God, please don't let me give up on you. Just because there are days where it just feels so gloomy and I don't ever want to get too, I don't, I don't want to get far at all from feeling his presence and just, just knowing that he can, you know, and sometimes the enemy will get in your mind and show you all the things that you're going through and you forget that God can. And I just, my prayer, sometimes all I can say is God, don't let me, don't let me get far from you because I need his safety net to keep going. So I'm fighting in my faith. Um, I'm fighting for my body. <laughs> We're not getting any younger. Charlie ain't getting no lighter. <laughs> mm. Um, that little thing is heavy. She is 55 pounds now. Mm. And I carry her everywhere <laughs> from the bed to the, to the front room, things like that. And from the bed to the car, from the room to the car, from the chair, whatever, just moving her period. When my husband is home and off from work, I'm just like, can you get her? <laughs> like, get her, you know, it's, you on duty. And I'm I'm praying for my son to beef up so he can carry her. <laughs> I saw him lifting weights uh, last week and I'm like, you trying to gain weight? Thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord. I need you to get some meat because he, he a little bitty thing. He a hundred pounds soaking wet. But I'm like, you trying to gain some weight? Let me show you how to get some protein going because I need you to, lift this weight right here because that thing is heavy so I'm fighting for my body I'm fighting to be in shape as hard as it is I'm fighting to eat right because I want to be around you know I want to make sure that um I see my daughter operate at her fullest capacity and whatever that looks like I want to be around to see it even if it's just her responding appropriately like I asked her the other day I was like we were all in here watching a movie a family movie and I sat her next to me and I got her all comfortable and positioned. And I said, Charlie, are you okay? And she was like, uh-huh. She gave me this little uh-huh. And I was like, oh, thank you. That was so cute. It was so appropriate. Like she knew to say yes in some way. And then there are times where she won't say anything. If I ask her something, she'll just smile. And so I know that um, she struggles with that. She struggles with speaking. Um, but I'm thankful for the times that, you know, she will respond on time. Um, but I'm also working with her so that it can be something consistent. And I want to be around to see every time I ask her something, she responds. Every time I tell her something, you know, she's, she's intuitive and she knows what's going on. I feel like her comprehension and her understanding is there. Um, but that vehicle that transports what I'm saying to her that allows her to respond back is something is fuzzy because she doesn't. So she needs that to be stimulated. She needs speech, you know, she needs to, um, in that area to be motivated. And that's where the speech therapy comes into play. She gets that at school, you know, so, um, and she gets it at home. I make sure that the kids talk to her, stimulate her mentally so that she can know 
we supposed to be talking back and forth, you know? I make sure when that when it's time to get everybody from school, when we're asking each other how our days were, we're asking Charlie too. And there she's listening to them engage with me. So she knows that I'm supposed to say something, you know? So she will blabber something. <laughs> Sometimes, you know, she I'll say, Charlie, how was school? And she'll go, la 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 la. You know, she might say something that which lets me know she knows that she is supposed to respond. So now we just got to turn those, that blabberish and that gibberish into words. So I'm just praying that whatever is, um, whatever wiring is going on in her head that is just not right, that it would get set into focus. And I just, I just still believe that God can do anything. Um, and and praying for her and, and making sure that um, we're doing all that we can, it, it keeps my faith, you know, built. And it keeps me, we're supposed to pray, you know, and, and this is what I'm praying for. It keeps me praying. You know, it keeps me on my knees, you know, for my child. And um, I'm just looking forward to whatever it is. God is going to do in her life. I'm just looking forward to it. Um, and, you know, having expectation, I would have to say, is my theme right now. I'm expecting, <clears throat> I'm expecting something great to happen. We've been through so much. Um, and even through what we've been through, there was, um, there was a size of expectation even through that. But coming out of it, that size has grown even greater. You know, it's like, God, what else can we do? What else can we do? Um, and we're just expecting you to do whatever it is you want to do. Um, and we're just looking forward to whatever that is. So um, we're excited about. Um, the recovery. We're excited that she is doing way better. Um, so we're just looking forward to it. The surgeries coming to an end. <laughs> I don't want her to have to have a, another one. But um, so we're just continuing to push. Amen. Amen. That's awesome. A lot of good tips here. I took a couple notes. If you saw me looking off, I was taking a couple notes and all those should be in the show notes and uh, the interview outline and all that fun stuff for folks. So lastly, let's see with the Cure Foundation, what's the latest and greatest, if there's any traction there or anything that folks can, can help out with, uh, be involved with, any upcoming events going on with the Cure Foundation. Absolutely. We have an upcoming dinner coming up. We are going to take some caregivers to dinner just to let it all hang out. Um, it'll just be the caregivers. Um, if anybody wants to donate to that, that's, that's fine. Um, but we're going to go to a really nice restaurant and we're going to just take a night off to just relax, relate, and release. And I'm looking to do that in December. Um, it's been, it, I know I'm not the only one who has been dealing with a lot 
you know, and then on top of all the stuff that we're dealing with, we still have to deal with the pandemic. We still have to deal this nasty virus that's floating around here, you know, taking lives and be cautious, you know? So I feel like, you know, the caregivers are pressed with more than just what their child is going through or more than what their loved one is going through. And I feel like if, you know, if I could just be frank, if they're anything like me, they've been depressed. They've had moments of depression. They've had moments of wanting to give up. They've had moments of wanting to throw in the towel um, and not really being able to, to gather largely has, that could be depressing in itself because you're used of the regular uh, group settings and, and therapy. You're just used to that. And then when it comes to a halt because of a global pandemic, it's almost like, yeah, we can talk on the phone. Yeah, we can Zoom. We can, but just that getting together and feeling the energy of people that are going through what you're going through and seeing them trying, it means so much. So that's what this dinner is about. It's about coming together to see, to hear, to encourage, to inspire, to eat, because I love. <laughs> um, and to, to get, to dress up, to get, to put on your best look, to beat your face. You know what I'm saying? Get some, your best shoes, get your outfit on, you know, look good for you, you know, and just come out and let it all out. So I'll have a flyer within the next week or so, um, inviting some of our caregivers, um, but my website is the same, www.charliescurefoundation.com. Donations can be made on the site um, to support this dinner. Um, and we just gonna, we just gonna let it all hang out. I wonder if I should just call it, let it all hang out. I like <laughs> that's, it. That's what we need to do. Just let it and leave it there. Leave it there. We want to grab some tips on what we can do to uh, refuel because man sometimes all those like you can you can constantly get that good encouragement and sometimes when you're in the heat of it it just goes out the window you're not thinking about it and if it's been a while since you've been in that setting you don't remember what you were told so we need to refuel we need to get some more tips we need to get some more um nuggets on what we can do to refresh revive restart and reset so i look forward to that that sounds awesome and i will include your website is in the show notes for folks listening to this so if you'd like to donate it's a nonprofit 501c3 organization so you get your tax benefit that's important to you um, but just donating to a worthwhile cause and all the work that tremaine and the charlie's cure foundation is doing um, and stay up to date on, you know, Charlie and Tremaine and all, all their endeavors. So. Absolutely. Yeah. And also include um, your social media. What's, what's, uh, what are some of your hashtags and not, I'm sorry, not hashtags, but um, social media handles Plat and such. Yes. Um, so we're on Facebook, Charlie's Cure Foundation. And we are also on Instagram at Charlie's Cure Foundation. Um, 
and we do have a hashtag. If you're ever going through something, just think, be strong like Charlie. It's Charlie Strong. So hashtag Charlie Strong. I usually put that um, when my baby is being strong. And that is all the time, all the time. Follow us on Instagram. I'm always trying to uh, post a highlight of her day, whether it's going to the doctor's appointment or whether she just graced me with a smile and it made my day. So I try to help make others people's day as well because she just has a tendency to do that she just kind of you know steals people's hearts because they see her in her condition but they see that smile and it's all over they love her (laughs) there you go yeah she's more than than her conditions right she's more than her ailment she's a beautiful young lady and I'm so proud of you Tremaine and all the work and that you've been able to push um it's hard I think for people going a lot of people especially if you're not and we've talked about this I think you and I together and then also just you know being a, a woman of faith it's I can't imagine a life um when you're not anchored in something like like the Lord when you're yeah. going through these seemingly overwhelming um moments there's actually a song that we sent we had a women's conference at our church out here in california and one of the songs that they sang was surrounded um i don't know if you're familiar with that song i have to send you a link to it a couple people have done it um tasha cobbs has done a version of it yeah fight my battles we sing that all the time Oh, and that line about it may seem that I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. Yes. So. Yes. Yeah, it kind of it does feel like that sometimes. Um, I wasn't going to say it, but I just noticed and I honestly I don't think it's a big deal, but I have like this knot on my arm. Um, And I've already been to the doctor for. Um, a cyst in my breast. It was benign, thank God. But it's just a scare. You know, it's kind of like, I'm not, it's not on my brain all day, but it's just something else to deal with, right? Mm -hmm. I got to, of course, go get it checked out. But when you said that it may look like I'm surrounded, it just seems like it's so many things just going on. Like, one thing after the other and I just as long as I remember that I'm surrounded by God that's where my peace comes from that's where my sanity comes from because I literally could lose it and I'm just and I'm holding together because I don't have to lose it I'm choosing not to lose it I'm choosing not to fall apart And in areas where God gives me peace, I'm just taking, I'm taking it, I'm absorbing it, and I'm thankful. I'm thankful in advance that they're going to tell me, oh, this is nothing. This not, it's nothing, you know. um, But it's almost like the enemy will try whatever he can to make you feel like he has you surrounded. (laughs) Mm-hmm. no sir God has me surrounded and so I'm just I'm just thankful I'm thankful for where I am I know that 
if it was and a lot of people look at me and they say, oh, I wish because I, I work from home. I have a, a small business. I work from home. Um, and I, I don't honestly, because of Charlie, I'm not really full time with it. I'm part time because I do that. I also do the nonprofit you know, and then Charlie is like my full-time baby, you know? So a lot of people look on the outside looking in and they're like, oh, I wish I could be home. And I'm like, you have no idea the price that I pay, you know? But I'm, I'm thankful to be home, not only with my daughter, but with my other kids. Had it not been for Charlie, I wouldn't be there for everything for them. You know, I'm able to make everything. And I am so thankful for that. Um, you know, I would be on somebody's job working a nine to five or a nine to six or a nine to seven if you're a manager. Because <laughs> mm -hmm. before um, we had Charlie, I was working for an insurance company and I was uh, running one of their offices. There was no time to clock in and clock out. It's when the work was done. So I was getting home pretty late. So, but now my life has totally changed. I'm able to do my life with my kids and with my husband and make sure that they have a hot meal and make sure I'm able to contribute to the household as well. But um, I'm just thankful. I'm thankful that even though, you know, I'm in this position because my daughter and I recognize that if it wasn't for her, I wouldn't be able to do this, you know, and I have to take the bitter with the sweet you know the bitter part is she is like she is but the sweet part is I get to be the best mom to her that I can be I get to pull everything out of her that she's capable of because I'm gonna go that hard for my child and I'm gonna go that hard for my other kids and I'm gonna teach them how to be good people in this world so I'm mm -hmm. so thankful so thankful well, I can already tell, and I haven't even met all your kids, um, <laughs> that they, they, it, it's almost an automatic at this point when you can imagine, I can't imagine because I haven't personally experienced it fully, but growing up with someone like Charlie teaches you so much empathy for people in general, right? And, and patience and, and things that, you know, sometimes can be hard to find right now in the world where people... Uh, you know, we're sort of all over the map on our views and things and the pandemic and you name it, the sky is blue, no, it's gray. And, you know, just <laughs> right. having that, that sense of peace and, and understanding and the good manners and all that kind of stuff that they'll, you know, being patient with people is, a, is an important part. So I, I know you're doing a great job. Um, and I'm trying. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, you're doing it. I you. know it. You and Thank your you. husband. Yes. So, Awesome. <laughs> makes the dream work there you go yeah <laughs> well thank you so much for sitting down with us I know I want to get you free to get back to your day and your crew and all the things but I uh, really appreciate for the update for listeners um and taking the time to really um learn more what the status is but it is good that you're being victorious plug for the victory yes. podcast victory <laughs> yeah so please keep us updated and we'll continue to follow on social media and i've also included that for folks your instagram your hashtag and yeah. um the facebook as well in the show notes below so people can follow and stay connected um 
And uh, yeah, so thank you so much for that. You are so welcome anytime. And thank you for being a great support um just socially financially we truly appreciate it we are here to update the victory podcast anytime so you guys stay blessed i don't know about y'all but that was a lot um and i know that it's only by the grace of god that tremaine has pushed through and fought for her daughter, fought for herself. And I know she's expecting, you know, the future. That's a, kind of where we came up with this episode title. So thank you for listening to that. Um, if you enjoyed the, the podcast today, please like and subscribe and share with other people. That'll help other people um, more easily find our podcast. The more likes and subscribers you have, the higher up on that algorithm that we appear. We want other people to be blessed by a lot of these kind of as I would say, testimonies, these these moments of vulnerability that, that people need and those moments to say you're not alone. That's what we're here for at the Victory Podcast. So again, visit our website if you haven't already. If you'd like to support, we have a Patreon. We'll be working on some new Patreon-exclusive content in the near future, hopefully. Um, also, again, check out the episode player. If you're trying to share with your friends and they use a different podcast platform, visit the Where to Listen page. And scroll through there. We have everywhere that we're found. We're on Audible. We're on Podbean. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. You name it, we're there. And send us a note if you find out, hey, I don't see the Victory Podcast on your favorite podcast platform. Let us know. We're trying to be everywhere so everyone can listen to some of the great episodes that we have and hopefully gain something to learn to help themselves in their work life, personal life, spiritual life anything. So I'll end this episode as I end every episode. Every problem has a solution. It's whether you're willing to do the work to find it. Let's do the work and be victorious. Mm -hmm.